I have not watched any Riverdale, but I have watched and read many things about Riverdale in that the knowledge is now just like this weird stew of like... So you've read the Bible, you did not watch the physical events unfold. I feel like it's more like I went to church twice and did not read the Bible. Ah! (laughs) So like most Christians. Someone explained the Bible to me. But I didn't read the, the original text. So our Christian upbringing. Yes. So. Yes. There you go. So I, I know it exactly. You're the religion of Riverdale. I have now. a lot of opinions on it. <laughs> it's just true. I both. So, uh, hi. Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And today, again, we're doing a fandom that neither of us actually watch. But that a lot of other people care about. Good. For reasons that I still don't understand, based on my many hours of extensive work. Extensive that, research that, that was not watching the well, show. Well, okay, okay, okay. So here, there's a reason I didn't actually watch the show, and it's because there's there's like five seasons at this oh, point. And okay. I knew that that was not going to be my most efficient use of like figuring out the full like spectrum. Because like the fan fiction ran the entire gambit of like specifically to season one specifically to season two and three and four and five so i was like okay like like i would like be perusing and be like okay well a lot of the recent ones are about this episode and it's because that was the most recent episode so i'd look up the most recent episode and i'd be like i have no idea how we got here (laughs) what is happening and so every season is its own layer of insanity in this cake of what (laughs) is this like american horror story where like every season is like different honestly like kind of but like if American Horror Story was like, we're going to be different plots, but we're going to pretend like it's all happening in linear time. <laughs> so it's not an allegory for purgatory. It'd be, no, it'd be like if they did a, what, a horror house. Was a, was that the first one? Murder house. It'd yeah, be yeah, like yeah. if they did murder house, kept all the same characters, but then they were also in an insane asylum the next season and like just <laughs> pretended like it totally made sense. Wow. What a trip. This actually really ties in because there is, like, basically an insane asylum in Riverdale that everyone what? gets kind of sent to. What? For multi- there's Why? so many things. Okay. I'm so confused already. <laughs> there's so many things that happen in this show. This is already a twist. <sighs> it's wild. Okay, so there's so much Riverdale fan fiction that I had to, like, just pick a pick a page number and go. Turn <laughs> <laughs> to page 309. Yeah, I found, a, I found a wide breadth of, like different like ships and things yeah. and like everything was nonsense um but i was like you know what i think i'm gonna try and find something about jughead jones because i know who cole sprouse is and i kind of get what this character does it turns out no i don't a lot of weird stuff happens to him in like season three and four and five so i <laughs> i don't have a whole lot of like context of this fic from the author specifically but i did my own research and it's probably half wrong <laughs> This fic is the pairing of Jughead Jones and Sweet Pea. Who's Sweet Pea? Sweet Pea is a gang member. <laughs> Sweet Pea was what my mom called me as a baby. And I don't know. I never found out why his name is Sweet Pea. It's because he's sweet. So, okay. A very basic rundown of Jughead. So, Jughead is uh, all, obviously, all of these are from the original Archie comics. I don't know if Sweet Pea is originally from the Archie comics because I don't know that much about them. I, I've read enough of Archie comics. I want to say no. But the, the plotline of Archie, the comic books, is a bunch, is like kids in high school and Archie is in like a, a three's company situation yeah. with Betty and uh, Veronica. Yeah. And it's like, who is he going to date? And that's, and Jughead is his, um, oh, okay. So an interesting thing about Jughead 
uh, in the comic canon is that he is more or less asexual because he does not ever date anyone and he's not ever like in want of date someone and no one ever like it's never a thing and so people were like oh great like a, a, an asexual character like asexual kings we stand sure and then in the tv show he like immediately starts dating betty and they like have a very weird relationship that's like stable but just has a lot of weird ups and downs like uh fun fun thing about betty to make her grim dark betty she has because <laughs> that's what this whole show oh, I is i forgot yeah, yeah yeah it's just like dark version of gritty comics. yeah gritty. Yeah, it's real yeah. gritty so she has this like i don't know if it's a personality disorder or something where like she has an alternate personality called dark betty <laughs> That's a serial killer because ah. she has serial killer DNA because her dad was a serial killer and his dad was a serial killer. What? There is so much going on in this show. You see why I didn't need to watch it? Because I'm like, the more you say things, the more I'm, I'm just like, gonna keep telling you things, and you're gonna be like, there's no way that's real. It's like this show does not actually exist, and I'm just finding pieces of it. Anyway, so he's we're about this, to be six cents. So and you've been this, dead this whole he's time. He's in this relationship with Betty, who he thinks is like a normal, average teen cheerleader, and they're in a relationship, and it's kind of like Betty's this popular cheerleader, and Jughead's this like, uh, like a moody a little bit emo uh like he's always like writing he's very like i mean he's in his he's in his feelings boy and uh betty like throws a party for him thinking it'll like make him happy and like to be a good girlfriend and he is basically like this is not you being a good girlfriend because you should know i don't like this and then he goes into this whole speech that's like i'm weird i'm a weirdo do you see this crown that i always wear that's weird right like and he's like self-referencing like these things that are like well you could just not wear this hat you're a person yes you're not like you're a character in a show but you're like aware of it it's very it's it's not like you have like a sixth finger so people also theorize theorize that he is writing the show and is like aware of it because he like does these weird things anyway so it's a jughead jones so we've learned about jughead who wears a crown beanie and is uh in his feelings and in the show he is writing a book about riverdale okay so he will like narrate sometimes and he's like not an um he kind of slips into omniscient narrator even though he shouldn't because he's a guy okay so we've learned about jughead now we're gonna learn about sweepy so sweepy okay so there (laughs) i'm like exhausted (laughs) <laughs> from the show. So in Riverdale, there's like a north side, south side sort of rivalry. And the south side has its own gang called the South Side Serpents. Nice. <laughs> and so they're this gang. It's a gang and, I would make up, but uh, it's because I'm not hard. And Jughead's dad, FP, is the leader of the South Side Serpents. Or maybe it's the South Serpents. I think it's the South Side Serpents. And Sweet Pea is a member of the South. All of the, all the people in this gang are like 17 years old. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. As per usual. So Sweet Pea is a member of this gang. And so in the actual show, they have sort of a, a back and forth because Sweet Pea's really loyal to the gang. And Jughead's like, I don't know if I want to be part of my father's gang. So Sweet Pea's like, you're a traitor. And then eventually, eventually, I'm spoilers. Eventually Jughead joins the Southside Serpents and then becomes the King Serpent. <laughs> Which is what they call their leader, I guess. King Cobra. And so because he's dating Betty, Betty becomes the Serpent Queen. <laughs> Classic. And like a lot of weird stuff happens. That's like a that. werewolf thing. That was just happened in a werewolf this book show I read. Is so dumb. Okay, so last almost none of this is necessary for this fic. All all you kinda need to know is that I think FP is like uh the dad of Jughead is like a like a detective or like a sheriff or something, and part of this gang, I guess. I don't That's how he gets his information, I get it. I guess. And so that's I think that's the only canon we actually need to know. We will get into it but this drink i have made also has a lot of dumb cannon behind it 
I would just drink it first. I'm scared. And no. then we need a break from all this <sighs> dump. Right. Punchy. Yours also has a lot of fruit in it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mine's fruity, but I can uh-huh. What's the alcohol in here? What's in this? <laughs> it's a dark rum. Oh, I do taste the rum. Whiskey. Uh-huh. Vodka. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cranberry juice. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> juice. <laughs> and a uh, quote from the website. I found this part of it. I adapted it. Uh, and then, mix everything and put enough Kool-Aid and sugar to make the women like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the reason I came across this insane recipe for punch was because uh, I was doing some research and I was like, okay, like, Riverdale cocktails, like, there's weird stuff on the show. Maybe something's going mm-hmm. on I can jump off of. And uh, there was a cute little article about which liqueur or which alcohol each character would be. Yeah. And they were like, Jughead is definitely whiskey because he's very, like, uh, like Hawthorne-y, like, I'm going to sit and be drunk and write a novel. Yeah. It's <laughs> a very yeah. whiskey vibe. And then uh, there was this episode in the third season of Riverdale, I think. And the third season of Riverdale is all about how there's this cult in Riverdale. And a- <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> and back to the insane asylum. So there's this. Is is Riverdale the year 2020? Every time you... These are all things that actually happen. I'm not making anything up. So... So in Riverdale or like outside of Riverdale, there's this, uh, it's, it's not an actual insane asylum, but it's kind of like a nunnery, like, in, like asylum sort of place. And it's called like the, the, like, the like nunnery of like perpetual silence or something. It's got an insane name. That's wrong. Time. That's not the name. Whatever. But it's got a weird ass name. And they continually just like send people there for reasons. Like originally Betty's sister is there, uh, for some specific reason. And then, uh, oh, who's the girl with the red hair? Her name is Cheryl. All right. I don't know. She gets sent there because she's a lesbian. And then Betty gets sent there because she's got, like, schizophrenia or something because of Dark Betty. And, like, everyone gets sent there at one point or another. Nice. It's just, like, in town. And so, apparently, in this, okay, in this asylum, the nuns, this is, like, a secret. Like, this was not laid out the way I'm going to say it. (laughs) Again, Sisters of Quiet Mercy? The Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yes, that's it. Right? I was close. You were close. close. (laughs) Perpetual silence. I was like, that can't be anywhere near it. And no, that's pretty close. Quiet mercy is pretty pretty on. Um, So the nuns at this insane asylum, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, create this game that's like D&D, but it's called G&G, which stands for Griffins and Gargoyles. (laughs) And it's like, this is all real. Gungeons and Gagans. Gungeons and Gragans. (laughs) New Griffins and Gargoyles. And uh, it's like a way... I, this is half wrong. It's a way for them to like control some of the delusions of their patients to be like role playing out sure. some of the like gargoyles that they like. There's like yeah. a gargoyle king that everyone's hallucinating, so they're like, okay, he's a, bo- a boss. You have to beat in this game. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch the show, but then this game like escapes the asylum and like people in town start playing it and then apparently at some point in season three something happens i don't remember what and this girl lures jughead to her house where they're where they're like larping like she's like i'm gonna larp with you and like i'm gonna be this like princess or something from riverdale is every tv show (laughs) smashed together honestly it is uh and so (laughs) and so she is like you have to drink this kool-aid but the kool-aid has cyanide in it and we know this and this is like a thing that's like a allusion to like the past when the parents were all playing this game and like murdering each other i don't know and so i was like okay i need something with whiskey and kool-aid and there was not a lot of choices (laughs) but 
But I was like, you know what? This punch makes sense. You know? Because it's everything thrown together, and I don't know if it's going to be good, just like Riverdale. It's like, it's really So now like... we're here. This is the, uh, what did I call this? I think I called it gargoyle blood punch. Because <laughs> I think that's what she called it. I think it was gargoyle blood that he had to drink, which was cool. It was cyanide! So, now that we've learned the canon. Man. So this is a Chuck and Joan sweepy pick. It was also funny because this was written as crack, and like I don't think you can write crack about Riverdale because it's it, so weird. Already. Crack on crack equals and I wouldn't literature. Even, I wouldn't even call this crack. It's like it's just a story. <laughs> crack plus crack means it's now regular. Double crack. Double crack. Half crack. So this is called Never on a School Night, and it's by another called Gaffsy uh, from AO3, which again I could not get in touch with because I think it was written in. Um, 2018? 2019. The summary is FP, who's the dad, ropes his son into helping Fuck out parents. with the case. That's what his name I is. I don't know. I couldn't find out what his, but I was like, FP, find pairings. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, summary, FP ropes his son into helping out with the case, and Sweet P tags along. They're all in the same gang. They hang out. Cool. Chapter one. It's kind of fucked up, Sweet Pea thinks, that FP is asking his underage son to go undercover at a gay bar to help him catch some creep that's pu- putting jingle jangle in people's drinks. I forgot. Jingle jangle. <laughs> All of the drugs in the show have, like, crack names. Jingle jangle is one of them, and there's another one that I can't remember, but they're all like, it was like fizzy rocks or something. <laughs> Isn't there a Christmas movie that's called Jingle Jangle? Probably. Jingle all the way is just, No, it was like, it just came out, and so now I'm wondering if half the Tumblr posts Oh yeah, like everybody, about... every adult in Riverdale is like running a business that's an undercover drug operation and or a, a drug like sting operation. <laughs> like, that's just everyone's game. He's completely shameless about it too, leaning back in his chair with his hands behind his head. Talking about how no one else at the precinct fits the type, and how Jughead's wanted to be more involved in his work anyway. Jughead bites his lip and carefully doesn't ask what that type is. But you. They, <laughs> a teenager? Gross. But they all know the answer to that. The pictures that FP has placed on his desk give it away. Young guys, all slim and pretty. Twinks. AKA Cole Sprouse. I guess he would be a twink. But, like, that's not what I would put... That's not the category I would no. put him in right now. No. He's got muscles on his body. Not as many muscles as other people. I haven't seen him without a shirt on in a while. I, I know. Guess. I guess I haven't... lanky. Again, let us he's remember... Very pale. Yeah, let's remember <laughs> I only that. remember him as, like... As a literal child. As a literal child. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He and I are living in our... Tw- in my brain, he and I are both 12 still. <laughs> Perpetual. And so when I think about him, it makes me feel young, and I'm not young, and so it's confusing. Uh, Jughead's face is flaming, but he keeps his head high as he asks FP about the particulars. He isn't going to refuse, Sweet Pea knows. Jughead's got a real hard-on for justice, even when it's at the <laughs> expense of his own safety, or in this case, his pride. We can't tonight, Sweet Pea reminds him. You've got a history test first thing tomorrow. Gang member trying to keep him straight. You gotta keep him straight. You gotta get A's to stay in the gang. It's like a sport. <laughs> gotta keep your GPA over 3.0. <laughs> You can't be a Southside Serpent. Oh, maybe it's a 2.0? 2.5? I feel like 3.0 is pretty high. Yeah, I was Probably, two, say- two sounds right. Right. You'd think I'd know. I don't. <laughs> you have a history test first thing tomorrow. That at least makes FP look vaguely shamefaced. Friday then, he says. Peter will help you get ready. Peter is the only openly gay guy in the sheriff's office. Nice guy. Competent. Probably deserves a better boss than the one he's got. I'm going too, Sweet Pea says, crossing his arms. FP looks like he wants to argue, but Sweepy stares him down. Jughead can't fight for shit, and Sweepy doesn't trust anyone but a serpent to have his back. You don't have to go if you don't want to, Jughead tells him later, when they're cuddled up together on Sweet Pea's bed. Sweet Pea appreciates that he knows better than undercutting him in front of their de facto boss. 
Someone's got to keep an eye on you, Sweet Pea says, tugging lightly at his hair, and Jughead ducks his head, a pleased little smile on his lips. Friday, and Jughead and Sweet Pea have been invited over to Peter's place to get ready. I guess you'll do, Peter says, while giving Sweet Pea a critical once-over, taking in his worn jeans, his black tee, and open short-sleeved flannel. Just stay in the background and try not to glare too hard at anyone that comes near him, or we'll never catch our perp. It makes Sweet Pea frown. Yeah, don't do that, <laughs> Peter says, pointing at him. He gives him a friendly clap on the back, and then he turns to Jughead, who's looking nervously at his outfit of a flannel shirt, hoodie, and dark jeans. That hat's gotta go, Peter not says. Not his crown! The one thing he always wears, because he's a weirdo! <laughs> how will people know he's weird? <laughs> if I don't specifically carry around my key ring, how will people not- how will people know I'm weird? <laughs> like, what? Where did you get this crown hat? <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's obviously a carryover from the comics. Yes. Like, it's a pretty cute way to do it, but, like, if you're gonna reference it, you gotta make it a thing. <laughs> like, don't- yeah, there's other things that make you weird. Just say, like, he could have made it normal if he was like, it's weird, I don't feel safe anywhere without my hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But be like Louise Belcher and just be like, I cannot take off this hat. Yes. <laughs> and I know it's weird, because I'm a teenager. Be like, don't be like, don't be like, look, this hat grew organically out of my head and it's weird. I have no choice in wearing it because I am an omnipotent narrator in this story that I didn't write. <laughs> Man. That hat's gotta go, Peter says. And your clothes are a little too baggy. I don't have anything tighter, Jughead complains. You're wearing a tank top, aren't you? Sweet Pea suggests. I might do, Peter says. Take off your shirt and we'll see. It makes Jughead blush, eyes darting to the floor, and he does as he's told and removes his hoodie and flannel. He's wearing a black tank top that Sweet Pea's never seen on him before. He raises a questioning eyebrow at him and Jughead ducks his head. I kept getting bloodstains on the white ones. I figured black would be easier to clean up. <laughs> they're, con that. they're constantly murdering people, you know. <laughs> well, like you do. Looks good on you, Sweet Pea offers, and Jughead smiles gratefully at him. Peter tilts his head, considering him. That might work, he says. But you'll need an overlay. I, I think I've got something you can use, actually. He walks off his to <laughs> he walks off to his bedroom and returns holding what looks like a short sleeved lace blouse. Because you know, gay men just have women's clothing around, all of them. I'm not wearing that, Jughead says, and Sweepy can't help but ask. That's yours? Peter wrinkles his nose. God no, he says. An ex left it here. Pretty sure it's designer, actually. He holds out the garment to Jughead, who picks it up gingerly. Put it on, Peter says. We don't have all night. Jughead shrugs it on. It actually looks pretty good on him. You can still glimpse- Oh, this is why I wanted this fan fiction, because I was remembered of the moment of my sexual awakening, which was when I saw Cole's fast dressed as a girl! <laughs> you know, the more- Twice! You did it two times! <laughs> and I felt weird when I googled that image. It's so specific! I need you to- It's gonna be weird because he's a child, but I need you to look up, like, Cole's fast dressed as a girl. Specifically the first one. Yes, that one! I've, I've seen it. Look at that sass! Look at that. That's man. a cute girl, man. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I mean, look, Cole Sprouse is gorgeous. He's a beautiful regardless. boy. I still think he's hot. Anyway, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely why I picked this. Oh, boy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> the blouse actually looks good on him. You can still... I wonder if this author knew this as well. This seems like a very specific... Thing. They too were awakened by <laughs> by a sexy female Cole Sprouse. <laughs> You're like, wait, do wait. I like men? No, no. Your marriage to your wife makes a lot more sense when I knew you in middle school and we both liked a Sprouse boy, and yet here we are. Now I've married a Sprouse girl. <laughs> yes, it's that I've shown you a picture. <laughs> ah. No, I've, I have it on my phone still. I think it's funny. <laughs> yes, I like. I showed them a side by side. I put a side by side of uh, Cole Sprouse and Grace's wife, and was like, "There's a lot of similarities here." This is a similar face and coloring. <laughs> <laughs> if you squint, they're the same. They could be cousins. 
You can still, uh, he's putting on this shirt. Jughead shrugs it on. It actually looks pretty good on him. You can still glimpse his tattoo through the lace, which has a slightly harder edge to what is a pretty feminine outfit. Hat, Sweepy reminds him, pouting a little. Jughead reaches up and pulls his beanie off of his head. Me. I love my hat. Give you away immediately, apparently. You're the only one who has this hat and you wear it all the time. And you're underage. Every- you keep undercover. Everyone's face blind except for the hat. <laughs> That's how we know you. His hair does that thing where it tumbles out in a messy wave, somehow looking flawlessly shiny and soft, even though Sweepy knows for a fact that Jughead's been wearing his dumb hat all day. Oh, that's nice, Peter exclaims, sounding pleasantly surprised. I was beginning to think that you were bald under that hat, under that thing, but you've got really good hair. Yeah, Jughead says, sounding shyly pleased by the compliment. He reaches out and runs his hand through his hair, somehow making it look even more attractively must. Yeah, Peter says. He looks mildly alarmed now. Sweepy gets it. Jughead's hair game takes some getting used to. And shit's magical. <laughs> I think we'll add a little makeup, Peter says. And then we're good to go. Gotta get dolled up. To makeup, the club. Jughead asks. Maybe they'll make him look older. That's why I wear makeup. Do you want to look older? <laughs> want to look like not a high schooler. That's fair. I can't get, that's, why, that's the only reason I own a blazer. It's because no high schooler wears a blazer. And if you do, you don't fuck with that kid. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that is. That's how I can walk through the halls and not be asked for a hall pass. Okay, you make a compelling argument. That's my, yep, that's my game. <laughs> Makeup, Jughead asks, paling a little. Yeah, Peter says, you've got a pre- pretty good look going, but a bit of a femme edge can't hurt. It can definitely hurt, Jughead mumbles, and Peter's already walking off to the bathroom, so he doesn't hear him. Sweepy doesn't say anything. He's enjoying this too much. We're not doing drag, obviously, Peter says when he returns, wearing a small makeup bag. Obviously, Jughead mouths, a bit sullen. Just a bit of mascara to make your eyes pop, and some lipstick to really bring out that... <laughs> he seems to catch himself, and Sweepy stares him down. <laughs> Joie de vie. <laughs> that thing that all gay men do when they go out to the club. Is that je ne sais quoi. That, uh... If anything, I'd be like, eyeliner. That's the that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing that, like, I would say most men wear. Body glitter. Except I don't know. Ma- fair, honestly. Like, I guess, I don't know if, like, gay men wear mascara more regularly than, like, any other... I'm not hot to the current trend. I guess lipstick is a little bit of a thing right now. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Artificial freckles. Yes. (laughs) Because that could be real. Anyway, anyway, we're not going to get into it. Uh... He seems to catch himself, and Sweepy stares him down. He knows exactly what Peter was going to say about Jughead's mouth, and they both know it's not something you're supposed to say or even think about your boss's underage son. He's got a blowjob lips. Scant. He's does Cole Sprouse have big lips? No, no. Maybe he's. You know how people say you got a pretty mouth? He probably has a pretty mouth. He's probably he's got a pretty mouth. He doesn't have blowjobs lips good, like Harry Styles. No, he's got a good shaped mouth. Yeah, I'm sure they're shapely. <laughs> shapely, <laughs> like hips. Yep. Uh, what? Jughead asks, an adorably confused frown on his face. To bring out your smile, Peter says decisively. What? Jughead just shrugs and obediently opens his mouth so Peter can paint his lips a deep and velvety pink. Nice. He's wearing a... I assumed it was black lace. Is that Nars orgasm? I would would assume black. If you're wearing black lace and you have a black lip, I'm like, those things match. Pink? Confusing. You gotta femme it up a little bit. That's very femme. The soft with the hard. I... Sure. His pronounced Cupid's bow looks even nicer like this, Sweet Pea thinks. He doesn't say, because he doesn't particularly want to be punched in the face, even if it is by Jughead, who really, and it can't be said enough, can't fight for shit. He submits to the mascara wand with good grace, and when he finally blinks his eyes open, his lashes look sinfully dark and thick. This is what I want to look like on a night out. Ah, just velvety pink and a bold-ass mascara. No eyeliner, though. (laughs) I'm into that. I don't like that. Peter adds some blush, too, to define his cheekbones, he explains. Maybe some glitter, Peter says. 
I knew it. <laughs> Jughead has a chance to complain. He's brushing his cheekbones with glittery dust, making him sparkle subtly in the light. Edward Cullen. You look very pretty. Sweet piece. Can't help himself from saying. And Jughead scowls at him. Peter gives him a grateful look for saving him from having to tell the boss's son that he looks suitably dolled up to pass as a twink on the prowl for cock. <laughs> The th- okay. What a sentence. The confusing thing in this is that I think he is gay in this because him and Sweet Pea were like snuggling on a bed and they're clearly like flirting. Yeah. So like, is the is it that he's not this twink gay and that's the undercover part? Because yes. it certainly feels like this arc is like straight boy who then has to put on makeup and is like, oh mm-hmm. no, I kind of like it. That's what it seems like this should be, but I don't get that vibe. It does seem like... <clears throat> what's actually happening is that like he's going undercover as a twink so they put makeup on him yeah it's not they're trying to face blind him not a specific twink thing they're trying to like make <laughs> everyone face blind to him yeah just really you can't be two different kinds of gay this is a different person now yep yep, yep. don't question it <laughs> i didn't realize you were into makeup he says and peter looks at him wide-eyed i'm not he says but the sheriff thought i'd be the best man for the job <laughs> that's pretty fucked up so he says Good boy. (laughs) He was so excited, Peter explains, wringing his hands a little nervously. I didn't want to disappoint him, so I watched some YouTube tutorials and picked up some stuff from Sephora on my way home from work. Aw, me too. Yeah. (laughs) It wouldn't turn out well if you've never never actually done it. This man's either lying or he's got too many skills. I've been doing makeup for years and I... looks like a mess. I've been doing makeup tutorials for... I've been doing makeup for years and I still can't follow makeup tutorials for shit because I don't look like the person who is in the tutorial. That's why he didn't put on the eyeliner because that is difficult. That That is hard. That takes a finesse. Anyone can put on mascara. Yeah. Anyone can put (laughs) mascara on another person. Blush, you can fuck up, but it's kind of hard. Yep, yep. (laughs) Uh, It turned out pretty well, don't you think? He asks, sounding hopeful. Yeah. Sweet Pea agrees. They meet up with FP behind the club. Just go up to your dad with your full eyes and makeup. <laughs> uh, I'm here for the sting, dad. <laughs> he's sitting in the back of a white van that just screams, secret law enforcement vehicle. You look really nice, son. He tells Aww, Jughead. Everyone's so supportive of Jughead. <laughs> the lipstick really brings out your... He stops himself. Eyes? Eyes darting shiftily to the side. My what? Jughead demands, exasperated now. The lipstick really brings out my what? Your taint. I don't know. <laughs> your complexion, FP decides on. What would the dad, your Cupid's bow? That wouldn't be that weird. No. It's a little weird, but like it's... It's like a normal thing that like your mom might say to you to be like, wow, you really captured the apples of your cheeks yeah, or like whatever. Sure. It's just features that are platonic to talk about yes, on a person's face. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's just hot for Jughead. Peter equips both Jughead and Sweet Pea with wires and hidden cameras before they enter the club. Sweet Pea, your job is to watch Jughead's back, Peter explains. I'll be watching from the second floor, and FP is monitoring the camera feeds inside the van. He turns to Jughead. Your job is to look (laughs) accessible. Try to mingle. (laughs) Jughead's eyebrows scrunch together in concern. I don't know how to mingle, he says. Just wander about. (laughs) Talk to people. You're you're supposed to be on the prowl for cock. Just ask cock? (laughs) Where would one pick up a cock? You have one? Even if you don't, we can make it work. Right. (laughs) I'm inclusive. I'm accessible. I'm proud. Yeah. (laughs) I'm ADA compliant. I'm ready for anything. (laughs) Uh, If FP claps him on the shoulder, giving him a friendly shake. That's okay, boy. He comforts him. Just buy yourself some frou-frou drink and sit down at a table and look helpless. That's (laughs) what I do. Yep. (laughs) Jughead stares at him, made up eyes wide. Yeah, like that, FP says. They don't have any trouble getting into the club. Riverdale teens rarely get carded for some reason. (laughs) This is where the crack comes in. Because they're all played by uh, 28-year-olds. And they're... Right. 
Uh, well, in like a small town, honestly, everyone's yeah. like, you know what? Fuck There's it. seven people here. If three of them are teenagers, I guess I'll sell three more drinks. So Jughead walks a slow circle around the room, probably trying to learn the layout of the place, but mostly succeed, mostly succeeding in drawing every creep in the area's attention to himself. Sweet Pea keeps his distance, close enough to keep an eye on him, but far enough that he doesn't scare away any potential perps. He's getting a fair amount of attention, too. Lots of willowy young men giving him once-overs and sucking suggestively at their beers. <laughs> but his glare seems to be enough to keep them at bay for now. Jughead finally makes it to the bar, leaning over the counter and trying to catch the bartender's attention. It makes his ass stick out. It makes his... Yeah, because he's leaning over the bar. Oh, okay. I was like, what? The drink that he doesn't have yeah no he's lean yes 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 it makes his ass stick out a tempting strip of skin showing between his skinny jeans and his tank top and sweet pea isn't surprised when a built dude in his 30s immediately slithers over to him snake (laughs) jughead looks wide-eyed and innocent mouth falling open in an o of surprise when the wannabe suitor leans down and whispers something to him sweet pea can help can't hey little mama let me let me Sweepy can see his hand tightening into a fist, but then he seems to remember that he's supposed to be approachable, so he smiles instead, coyly looking up at him from under long lashes. Ain't your mama? That is flirty. It nets him a free drink and what looks like a note with a phone number scribbled on it, and Sweepy's actually impressed. Who knew that Jughead had game? You're dating him. He's apparently very hot to the point where his dad is making weird comments about his lips. <laughs> so... Yes. Oh man. Maybe he can date like a woman, but he or he can flirt like the long lashes thing. Like that's not a manly way to flirt is to look up through your eyelashes. So yeah, that's very. This is, he's found his niche. It's very feminine. <laughs> the man is lured away to the dance floor by some friends, but Jughead stays at the bar, contentedly sipping at his drink and watching the crowd. It doesn't take long for the next guy to make his way over. A bit of a gym rat, this one, with tribal tattoos and spiked up hair. He ends up buying some shots for himself and Jughead, and as Sweepy watches, Jughead gamely attempting to down his neon green drink in one go, he realizes the the flaw in this plan. Namely, that Jughead is a fucking lightweight. He's already (laughs) smiling widely, open mouthed, and then- Why did did you get an actual drink and not just like a tonic with lime? Did you want a neon shot? Because that's what the canon is. No. So. It's that, no, what I'm saying is that if I'm Jughead and I'm on a sting, the way you fake drinking alcohol oh. is you get a ton, is you get a tonic because it looks like with a lime. gin, because it looks like a gin and tonic with lime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how you fake drink, like you get a seltzery thing because it looks like. I feel like that would be suspect at a gay bar. Yeah. The other part <laughs> is like you could just have a cranberry juice and it looks like a vodka crayon. Uh, he's already smiling widely, open mouthed and a little goofy. And if their guy doesn't make his move soon, Jughead will be wasted even without the jingle jangle. <laughs> Jingle, 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 jingle. 2020. Sweet Pea considers calling off the whole thing, make FP find someone else to play bait, but then he notices a guy lurking in the background. He's watching Jughead pretty intently, fiddling with something in his pockets. Keep an eye on the guy in the blue shirt at the end of the bar, he mumbles, hoping that his mic will pick it up. Jughead gets approached two more times before Mr. Blue makes a move. Each guy buys him a drink, and Jughead happily sucks them down, licking his lip and smiling at the sweet taste. That's your lipstick, fool. That mm. it came off. This <laughs> It's just getting smudged here. He's not used to wearing it. The alcohol seems to mellow him, making him loose-limbed and sultry. <laughs> Approachable. Ooh. And Sweet Pea hopes the end result will be worth it. When Mr. Blue taps his shoulder, Jughead gives a coquettish smile. Oh. Le- I know. Good vocab word. Leaning into his touch and nodding encouragingly at whatever he has to say. He's just flirting now, like, he's just having a good time. <laughs> After four drinks, I'd be like, what's going on? Why am I here? I'm having a good time. Look at all these men. It was fun. Wow. I just, I'm so happy. I've never, go- I've never caught so many men. <laughs> a great time. I had so many free drinks. Right. I'm going to leave. Right. <laughs> like, 
my my dad turns me around and is like, get the fuck in there. <laughs> we haven't caught him. We haven't caught anything yet. You're like, I've been just caught- gotten five free drinks and fell on the floor. Right? I've caught a lot of fun. I'm having a good time. <laughs> you can tell me what to do. I mean, you can, but don't. Stop it. Sweepy moves closer, pretending to be really interested in the list of artis- artesian drinks on offer tonight. To his relief, he can see Peter approaching them for the, from the right. Can I get you anything? He hears the guy ask. Jughead blinks at him, giving every impression of being dumb as a rock, which is impressive, considering that he's one of the smartest people Sweet Pea knows. Oh, Jughead says. Maybe one of those blue ones with the berry in it? It's really good. Mr. Blue looks like the cat who just got the cream as he waves the bartender over. Got him. Got him. He accepts a beer for himself and a noxious-looking blue concoction for Jughead. And when the bartender turns away from him, he quickly empties something into Jughead's <gasps> drink. No! Sweet Jughead, Pea's- no! No! Sweet Pea straightens up from his uh, slouch against the bar, but Peter is quicker, placing a heavy hand on Mr. Blue's shoulder. Probably for the best this way, Sweet Pea thinks, because technically neither he nor Jughead should have the jurisdiction to arrest people. <laughs> You're not, this is a bad state. It's not just jurisdiction. It's that you just straight up can't. <laughs> you don't have any, you're not, you're a teenager. You don't have any, anything. Instead of, it's I like, guess technically you don't have the jurisdiction. You don't. Like, you really don't. <laughs> it's, right? It's like, it's like, yeah, I guess that is the word for it, but it's sort of like, that'd be like if you told a 12 year old, you don't have the jurisdiction to drive this car. I'm going to start saying that to high school. <laughs> it's like, yes. you don't have the jurisdiction to be in this hallway right now. <laughs> you need a license. Go to class. I'm going to need to see your license and registration. <laughs> if they're like, by what? You'll be like, your license and registration, please. AKA, your hall pass and your student ID. And I don't I, know. But <laughs> I might show you how I just like lean into being weird for high schoolers because it's more fun. It is more fun. So you just lean in and you're like, I'm going to be the good cop and the bad cop. And be like, license and registration. Go to class. This will stop if you leave. <laughs> if you just like, go back to your class. You really just go to a different hallway. <laughs> license. License. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they don't have the jurisdiction to arrest people. Sweepy decides to focus on Jughead instead, grabbing his arm and escorting him away from the bar and the angry crowd he's, that's starting to gather on Peter and their perp. We got him, Jughead says, eyes shining. He leans up and presses a brief kiss on Sweet Pea's cheek. And Sweet Pea can practically hear the disappointed sigh from the group of young guys that's been <sighs> watching him all night long. We did, Sweet Pea agrees. And now you're wasted. Am not, Jughead say, says, sulky and cute in his lace brow- in his lace blouse and makeup. Sweet Pea bites back a smile and drapes his arm over Jughead's shoulder. Do you want to dance? He asks. Yes! Jughead exclaims, almost vibrating with excitement. Yeah, Sweet Pea says, steering him towards the exit. You are definitely wasted. Mm, I want to dance with somebody. The end. <laughs> I want to heal the with somebody. Yeah. Mm, I want to dance with somebody. With somebody we right. who We don't have the jurisdiction. Sweet Pea. <laughs> So that uh, now that I I found this and then learned about Riverdale, this is something that could a thousand percent happen. Yeah. <laughs> Except I guess Sweet Pea and Jughead usually aren't gay. I don't know about Sweet Pea actually. I don't know any of his canon. <laughs> He's just a snake. He could be in season five. Who fucking knows? Everything changes. <sighs> the show is dumb. <laughs> that's the end. that's my thesis. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell if everything you've told me has made me more intrigued because like I want to watch it to like understand. But this is the same way of like when I back in the. I used to watch This Is Us a lot more closely, mm. and it's just, it's such a, something is always happening. It's always, like, too much, like, all the time. Well, because I would used to watch, like, in, in my regular rotation of things was, like, why the writing on this show is bad videos on YouTube. So I would, like, yeah. see very brief, like, snippets, but, and so I'd be like, oh, it's weird that, like, 
Betty had to do this weird strip tease. And yeah. like, why is why is the writing between the daughter and the mom so weird? But I had no idea that like on a high level <laughs> how weird it was. So yeah, that's Riverdale. What do you think? I have literally no <laughs> thoughts on Riverdale because I don't that MC can't process. I like everything you told me. That- Every subsequent thing you told me made less and less sense. Uh-huh. And so, like, I don't even... <laughs> That's the show. It's that in the same way that every action that <laughs> happened in 2020, the more it happened, the more I'm like, I guess this might as well happen. That's how I feel like Riverdale is. Yeah. Where each time... it's more a, we, things. We just passed a threshold at which I was like, well, I guess there might as well be a nunnery slash asylum <laughs> called Silence Mercery <laughs> bullshit. Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yes, that one. <laughs> Where they made up a D&D game and they got too real and then the Gargoyle King became like a real person and someone took cyanide because of it. Yeah. Specifically. Yes. It's that you're like, you know, might as well happen. After everything I've heard, why not that too? Yep. So. Okay. So. (laughs) So, Claire, I, (laughs) I, I do legitimately keep trying to think of like movies that we can go off of. Yeah. And like. I said this and everyone shot it down that we should do Snakes on a Plane. I'm not reading a fucking Snakes on a Plane fanfic. <laughs> I just want to know! I just want to know! That but, is a prompt for Grace and Grace only. No, it's for me to listen. It's for me to react to. For you and everyone. This was a call to action to all of our listeners. If you have a Snakes on the Plane fanfic that you need us to read, right. send it to us. So instead... I'm going to go into your genre, which is romance, yes. I guess. And I was like, okay, let's, let's see. <laughs> let's see what's in like a love actually tag. <laughs> the most romantic movie of all time. But, because like, okay, so think about it. The other movies for love actually are basically fan fiction of like the love actually format. Oh no, you're right. And you're are right. worse. <laughs> so I want right. to see if anyone wrote something better than like Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. <laughs> Right. Who were both famously incredibly Terrible. bad. Right. Those were those were an embarrassment. That's the uh, Valentine's Day is the one where they put Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner as a couple Correct. when they were actually dating. Correct. Which is funny. It is funny. That is funny. And I think I think they're both in high school. Like they're both yeah. supposed to be in high school. He was a football player and she was a cheerleader. Classic. Class. So I wanna see what is going on there. <laughs> What's in the love actually take? See where the love takes you. Follow the love actually. And as as silly as love actually is, I think the plot actually makes sense. And so we'll get out of this nonsense. <laughs> instead of it's concise. It's, instead of a crack fic based on a crack show. It's like the opposite of a crack fic. Don't know what that is. A a a sleepy a, time tea fic. A sleepy time tea fic. <laughs> a kale fic. The op- sleepy time tea. What is the polar opposite of crack? I think it's sleepy time tea. Windstone vitamins? Still might be kind of an upper. I don't know. All right. I'll, I'll see what's in the Love Actually space. Have fun. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at FindPairingsPod. Uh, and then on Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. There we go. I, you always forget podcast. TikTok. And I, I always forget, <laughs> always forget Tumblr. Um, and at FindPairingsPodcast. Uh, you can also email us at FindPairingsPodcast where you can submit that 
all in, all important snakes on a plane fanfic that Chris is looking <laughs> or for. Or literally anything else that you yes. like that you think we would also like. Make sure that if you send something that's like 100,000 words, uh, highlight your favorite chapter and then potentially give us a lead in so that much like we're doing with these fics where... Higher likelihood for us to read it on yes, the It'll be much more likely because as much as Grace and I watch a lot of TV between the two of us and other medias, uh, we can't be in every fandom. That's why we have you. That's why we have you. <laughs> to tell us what we're missing. Yep. And uh, in in other ways, you can also help uh, gr- help us grow and help other people find our show by giving us a five-star review, specifically on Apple Podcast. Uh, I wish you could do it other places, but you can't. <laughs> That's the reality of life. So, even if you're listening on Spotify, like, take a hop, skip, and a jump over to Apple Podcasts for the day and, like, give us a five-star review. And as a reward, if you let us know that you did that by maybe taking a screenshot or saying it in the review itself, we will write you a 500-word fanfiction based on whatever your little heart desires. You can request a prompt and a writer. Yeah. Do it. Do whatever you want. Whatever feels right. <laughs> and finally, if you want more of our content, you can head on over to our Patreon. And for $5 a month, you can get two smut fanfics a month. It's fanfics that are too smutty for our regular podcast. So if you go over to patreon.com forward slash fine pairings podcast, or go into our show notes and click on the link or any of our social media's any bios, bios uh, you can go over there. Because if you just go to patreon.com, since we're technically adult material too you cannot search engine yeah, we're too smutty to search so you gotta go straight to the link uh and yeah stick around for love actually next week because love actually is all around us fine parents <laughs> goodbye bye <laughs>